we're facing a little bit of a market downturn. So I'm having a lot of clients starting to reach out and say like, hey, Kim, we need to decrease our marketing budget. So I really think that we can't say like, okay, this is the budget and this is what you must spend to be successful because that is not true. And there's so much that can be done without a large marketing budget. Welcome to your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host today, Dina Berg. Today, I think you're going to find a lot of value in my guest, especially if you happen to be a business owner. Marketing is one of those things where if you're not doing enough, you feel like you're not doing enough. If you're doing some, maybe you feel like you're doing too much. Well, I love what Kim Zar Blurian adds today when she talks about her company. She was a founder and CEO of Cloud, that's K-L-O-U-D, a full-service marketing agency specializing in innovative solutions for commercial real estate, focused on enhancing digital presence and ensuring brand recognition through cutting-edge strategies. Kim is a New York native. She lives in Long Island with her husband and her two-year-old daughter. She is passionate about what she does. I'm excited to share today's show with you, and hopefully you can walk away with some practical and helpful tips and hints to the show. So glad that you're here today. Welcome. Thank you, Dina. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. I think the content you're going to bring us is very applicable to many of our listeners. Now, some of our listeners are passive investors, but a lot of our listeners are involved in this space. They're, they're getting started up. And personally, I think I mentioned to you, so I'm, I head up LifeBridge Capital's Investor Relations and I'm a part of a mastermind, an investor relations mastermind, and we we meet once a month. And let me tell you how often the topic of communication is marketing. So you as an expert in marketing, I think are going to have a lot to inform us about today and to, to bring us along. So why don't you give us a flyover of your background? For sure. So I started Cloud actually during COVID. So I was working at a finance company. Gutsy. I love it. Yes. Very gutsy. I was working at a finance company in New York. Because of COVID, they let go of about the entire marketing team. And I had this passion, this drive for commercial real estate. And I had this passion and drive for marketing. And I was realizing that there's such a large gap right now in an agency or a company where we can be putting together commercial real estate marketing. So I started, I started cloud, I built out a team and we started growing very, very quickly because we were so niche and we now have a team of 24 and our client base is very, very large as well. And we're doing everything A to Z for commercial real estate marketing that's social media, email marketing, website development, press releases, conference management, truly anything that an in-house marketing team can do, we're able to do, but better because we have experts across the field. That's amazing. So your previous work experience was in finance. Where did you get your marketing expertise? So I started at a marketing agency. We were doing innovation and technology for very, very large companies like American Express and um, Amazon. So it was very, I would say, interesting learning the basics of marketing 
for very large campaigns. And then when I needed a change, I kind of fell into real estate, but it was very natural living in New York city, real estate's all around you. You're always curious to know what's who's trading, what building, what's going on here. So it was definitely an in- industry shift for me, but it, it was fitting and I was able to apply everything I learned at this large marketing agency to the real estate realm. So what was that shift like? How did you get into CRE from walking around wondering how these things were trading? What was your open door into that industry? It was it was very interesting, but it also felt very natural because the real estate industry is I would it's 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 rough to say it but they're a little bit slow to to what's going on so it was fun because like oh whoopsies we would talk about things like instagram or you know followers and our 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 brokerage because it was we were an in-house marketing thing would be like what is that? Do I need uh-huh. that? So it was, it was, in, it was very interesting and it was fun because we were like these experts and we still are these experts, but it's, it's definitely a shift and it's definitely a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is yeah. interesting. So in the middle of COVID, I just was wondering like what was going through your mind when you were like, I'm going to launch a marketing company. What was the opportunity that caused you to make the leap? It was this gap. It was this gap and seeing that there was so much that could still be done within the commercial real estate space. There was basic, I would say there was basic marketing or communication tools that were still not being used. And it's extremely exciting to think about what could be done for our clients. And I think that's what was driving me forward and was pushing me to start my agency. Okay. Gotcha. So you looked and you saw a strategic gap in the midst of like a freeze in trading, not to mention that you were in New York city, which I think for the rest of us in the nation, there's a huge lack of uh, understanding of the, the, I don't know, just the gravitas of talking about COVID in New York city, because y'all experienced so much difficulty, death, darkness, isolation, all of those things. And here you are launching an entrepreneurial venture in the midst of all that. So I love that foundation that speaks Thank to me you. about who you are and probably about the soul of your business as well. Let's transition into the question of why is marketing so important for commercial real estate companies? You talked about the lack. Number one, why do you think commercial real estate companies are slow to adopt? And then why do you think it's so important specifically in commercial real estate? So Commercial real estate is very much so a relationship built business. And you know that you do investor relations. You understand that it's all about building these relationships and making sure that you're, yeah, making sure that you're trusted, making sure that, you know, they're getting someone who they truly believe can get the job done for them. So, and bring, bring those dollars back. So you understand that. And I think that the, I don't want to say old folks in real estate, but I'd say that the older generation that started this, this really strong commercial real estate industry, they, they just say like, I know, I know my people, I don't need to push my name out. But now there's 
a new you a new young generation everyone is using their phones everyone their mother their grandma is on instagram you know like everyone <laughs> is now pushing themselves out there so like why would we not also push out your name within the marketing space within you know the digital space within all these different platforms so it's it's really about building that visibility right now going beyond just relationships we we really see that there's so much potential and ensuring that you're reaching your potential as a commercial real estate business it's it's an easy answer push marketing like push your name out do things that are different be innovative okay so let's get to some of the nuts and bolts so you have relationship based business that's going on what portion or percentage of potential untapped business is being left on the table with the marketing i mean is it like an additional 50 percent, or how do you quantify what your services provide for a firm so i wouldn't even say there's like a, a number i wouldn't say like oh you can if you post today you're gonna have a 50 percent growth it doesn't it doesn't work like that and it's it's different when you're when you're marketing yourself as a commercial real estate company versus let's say you're selling a product. If I'm selling a, you know, a shoe, is it going to be, if someone clicks on the ad and it leads directly to a sale, right? Whereas if you're pushing out your commercial real estate business or you're pushing out a really great deal and you're looking for investors, right? It might not be that today they're going to invest in your deal. It might be that they saw you, you know, in, on December 1st, in 2023, but they're investing in a deal in March, right? And it, it may be difficult to track that right now. Mm. And that's something that as an industry, we're trying to kind of really figure out how to do. But at the same time, as long as you're pushing out your name, you're going to see that growth. So mm -hmm. it's not a direct sale, but it's eventual this 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 relationship that's being built now yes. is being built digitally yes and it's the long game just like with in-person relationships for me like mm -hmm. we play the long game we're just like we're we're not like hey we met you now we expect that you're going to invest with us like we want to add value to you over time build trust we want you to know like and trust us and then you know we think that that's going to be a good platform exactly. for trust and investment so Talk to me a little bit about cloud, your company, and what are the suite of services that you provide? And let's say you're sitting down with somebody who has a commercial real estate firm. Let's say they're small to medium sized, because I'm assuming the larger ones maybe already have marketing. Maybe that's not a correct assumption, but what size uh, of company do you start with? And then do you scale your, the, the services that you provide? Like, how do you get somebody started with this? So it's very, very dependent on the company. So we're, we work with large corporations and for them, they already have a huge marketing team behind them, but we'll be able to chip in on smaller projects or we'll manage one social channel for them, or we'll do maybe a conference, we'll do like conference management for them. So it really depends on that the company and what it is that they already have in place. If it's a company that is, you know, they're smaller size, they have a smaller budget, we have to also think about what makes sense for them. So it really is dependent on the company, what their goals are. And that's where we usually 
what we think about and then we'll see like, okay, this is the best place to start. Okay. So let's say just like as an example, X commercial real estate company, let's say that it's a self-storage company and they have call it, I don't know, 500 million assets under ownership. Where would you start them? Where, where would be the best place for them to like allocate finances in marketing? And then how would you suggest they grow from there? So I always like to start with a digital presence. So we'll build out some sort of digital platform for them. That includes a Instagram page. It might include a LinkedIn page. And then we can think about whether an email email campaign makes sense for them. Do you already have an email database of people that you can reach out to and push your messaging out? Do you not have one that we should maybe build out a platform where we can collect these emails? Do you have exposure right now at all of the big self-storage conferences? Are you sponsoring panels that are about, you know, the growth behind self-storage? Is there any press out there? Can we get you on interviews? Can we get you on podcasts? There's so much out there. And there's so much that we think about to make sure that our clients are getting the exposure that they need. So I can't say like, okay, this is the equation to be successful if you're a self-storage company and this is how many assets you have under under your belt. But so it really depends on your goals, what strategies we can put in there and the budget. So okay, options are endless. Endless. Yes. That's so great. So that's great that you do placement to get people onto platforms. Love that you can just outsource conference management. What does that look like? So conference management is interesting because we, we really think about which for a conference, there's panels. We think about which ones make the most sense for these, the members of the teams to show up on. We want to make sure that they're showing up as thought leaders. We want to make sure that the panels that they're on, they're truly an expert for. And then it's about making sure they have a booth with beautiful signage. They have brochures. People are representing them well behind these booths. So we're making sure all of these different pieces are aligned before the conference begins. And then we'll either fly out with you or I'll send someone from my team. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And do you have like a, a follow-up setup or do you set folks up with like a follow-up plan or is that? Yes. Something? Yes. I love that you said that, Dina, because it's true. Follow-up is so important for these conferences. You're attending them and, and you know that the follow-up is the number one. So we make sure that during the conference, you're collecting the emails, you're collecting the contact information, scanning the badges so that when we get back, we're setting up these email campaigns that blast out and say, Hey, it was so nice to meet you. Can we set up a follow-up meeting or reaching out to folks and saying, Oh, it was great. Thanks for including us in the conference. Can you please include us in the next panel that you have or putting out content on social media, video clips of you at these at the booth, video clips of you speaking to people, video clips of you on the panel. Like there is so much content, juicy content that comes out of these conferences. Content. Yes. And it's free to, for you as, as an individual attending these conferences to post while you're there 
and to post afterwards, post before. It's just like, it's so important and valuable to get that content out. And it's, it really is the most cost-effective marketing tool. So we definitely, definitely push out how important it is to get that content out. That's amazing. So how do you guys, and we'll get, we'll push further into marketing mechanisms for CRE. I'm just curious. It just dawned on me. Like, how do you guys do your own marketing? Are you also at these conferences? I mean, you and I spoke with, about this briefly yeah. record about getting you to a conference where I think it would be really yeah. awesome business, but do you guys have your own like marketing plan within? And then how Okay. So I always joke, you know, you know, the story about the shoemaker always has the, the ripped shoes. Yeah. Or the electrician. So, <laughs> so it's always us focusing on everyone else. And then our marketing, I, I would say that we have really great marketing. I love our website. I love our social presence. We're getting on podcasts. Thanks for having us. And then conferences. I think that there's really no marketing booth usually at these conferences I definitely as a personal goal for next year I definitely want to attend more conferences but yeah, girl, I'll see you there <laughs> yes you, you you need to hold me accountable I will <laughs> so I, I I think that what what we're really doing is one I think that we're pushing ourselves really great on social media but I really think we get the most business with word of mouth That's and how it is. and and thank God, everyone who works with us, they're really happy. I'm, I'm happy to say that they're happy with us. So it's really word of mouth. Like we're, someone works with us and says, hey, Cloud was great. They were able to get me in the real deal this week. And you really should talk to them. I know you just had that awesome deal. Get that, get that some exposure for that. So it's really been word of mouth. And thank God we have some awesome clients that are speaking highly of us. So. Word of mouth works for us. Social media, we do monthly email blasts and hopefully we'll be attending more conferences. Yeah. So as a commercial real estate investment firm, let's say you have X amount of gross revenue. Do you recommend to a firm that they should spend like what percentage of an overall budget do you recommend allocating to marketing? Again, this question is so specific to the company. Right now we're, we're facing a little bit of a market downturn. So I'm having a lot of clients starting to reach out and say like, Hey Kim, we need to decrease our marketing budget. So I really think that we can't say like, okay, this is the budget and this is what you must spend to be successful because that is not true. And there's so much that can be done without a large marketing budget. If right now, for example, you're putting in dollars into paid campaigns, maybe transition to organic social, start posting some videos of you speaking on social media rather than paying for those ads and those clicks. So I'm not going to say like, if you have X amount to spend, this is what you should be doing, or this is the, the percentage of your business that you can be spending because everything is so particular. But I do think that everyone should be conscious of what they're spending their money on and evaluating every single week or every single month if those dollars that are being spent are being spent in a valuable way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
talk to me a little bit about the slowdown in the commercial real estate market. 2023 has been an interesting year in terms of the turn of tides and just even the start of a new economic cycle. What do you think about that? How do you continue to generate business and how do you advise? You know, you started to say folks are coming to you saying, hey, we're going to put the pump the brakes a little bit on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do we do to continue marketing in a time where there's not a lot of transaction volume? Yeah. So we all know real estate, mar- real the real estate market's cyclical. Like this is a downturn, but I'm, I'm confident things are going to turn up. We're already seeing interest rates going up a little bit. So we're hopefully the, the end is near for this right now. I'm advising to keep your marketing consistent. Even if that means cutting costs a little bit, consistency is key. And I cannot say that enough. That means do not turn off your marketing. Do not stop pushing out what you're pushing out. It, it, it is obviously difficult to continue pushing out a huge budget and having the same amount of marketing that you did. I'd say, okay, maybe don't sponsor every conference that you were sponsoring before. Maybe, again, cut costs on some paid ads. Maybe it's, you know, switching from print ads to digital ads. There's a lot that can be done that where you can keep that consistency with your brand, making sure that people are still seeing you and you still have that visibility without mm-hmm. really turning it off. I My number one thing right now is do not, do not slam the brakes. Mm-hmm. It's, this, this is not the time. Like if everyone else is slamming the brakes, you should be going full force. So we're really advising to be consistent mm-hmm. and continue, continue that visibility. Yeah, I agree. There are things that you can do that are free, <laughs> Yes, um, but even keeping, keeping money in it. So you have these clients and they're paying for marketing services. How does one of your clients evaluate the effectiveness of the marketing that you're doing? Good question. So it's what we're really, really focusing on in seeing if thing if your marketing is effective is if you're getting in those leads. So we're tracking leads, we're tracking clicks, we're tracking engagement. And then what we do is we'll kind of, we'll, we'll compare that to obviously before we started marketing, and then we'll compare that to the industry standard and making sure that those goals and you know, the KPIs, the key performance indicators that we set at the beginning are being met. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Great. Well, we're going to wrap up this show before we end. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add as we wrap up? What would you say to put a bow on this content? So to wrap it all up, I'd say that just stand strong during this time. Do not think that you need to stop your marketing because you know, everyone else is stopping and because you're not necessarily bringing in as much revenue as you may have been bringing in before. So stand strong, be consistent, and you're going to see the visibility. You're going to see your brand grow. I love it. It's also like if people are pumping the brakes, there's less folks in the lane or less folks exactly. on the kind of like creates this illuminating force that you're, that you are standing strong. So I love that. I love I love that you wrapped that up this way. Kimberly Zarblurian from Cloud, spelled with a K. How can people find you? So you can find me at Kim, K-I-M, at K-L-O-U-D dot N-Y-C. Send me an email. You can check out our website, 
dot cloud k-l-o-u-b dot n-y-c or follow us at cloud n-y-c that's right follow get on the social follow us <laughs> all right well thank you so exactly. much for being with us today and i look forward to our next show thank you dina thank you so much for having me Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.